0: What's up, Bitch Talkers? This is Aaron. How are you? We have a fun episode today with the cartoonist and creator of the Hulu show, Woke, Keith Knight, as well as the lead actor, Lamorne Morris, and actor-comedian, Sashir Zameda. Shar uh, and I took a little uh, trip to the San Francisco Cartoon Art Museum earlier this week and got to sit down with these folks. I really highly encourage you to watch season one of woke it's on hulu i think they're about 30 minutes long because season two starts tonight so please 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 support this show it is funny as fuck um and just hits all the right points about san francisco and discrimination and um, what it's like to be a black person specifically a black man living in this world today so listen in and uh, watch woke season two starting tonight
1: Rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps.
0: We're sitting here at the Cartoon Art Museum in San Francisco with the creator of Woke, also the cartoonist of the K Chronicles, uh, Keith Knight. Thank you for being on Bitch Talk.
2: Thank you. I love your title, the title of your podcast.
0: Thank you. Um, I love the show. Um, I am coming up on my 17th year in San Francisco, and I read that you lived here for 17 years. And I want to know, what do you miss and what don't you miss?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, you're seeing here at this event what I miss. I miss the people. Uh, I miss so many of... Uh, the artists and creatives that inspired me, that I worked with, that I played with. Um, you know, I, I miss... I, I miss, It's a beautiful place to be. It's like walking around in a postcard all the time. And, uh, you know, what I don't miss? Uh, <laughs> it's the usual stuff. Uh, I don't miss um, the... Uh, well, it's, it's weird because I got out before it got too expensive.
0: <laughs> so I saw you had that rent control. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: I, you know, I was in a great rent control department, three bedrooms, 1,400, oh, I think it was. A dream.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
2: <laughs> I, you know, I guess I saw sort of what was happening with the tech stuff instead of when my band was playing we stopped playing with like creative bands and started playing with like bad 70s cover bands and so it just started to change and uh and i i saw sort of the alt-weekly market sort of dry up so yeah. it was kind of like okay i gotta get out of here i can't just stay in I, I i can't be a victim of the golden handcuffs right which is I can't move anywhere because it's rent controlled and uh, I didn't want to be Mr. Bitter San Franciscan 20 years later like Mm. oh you know this place used to be cool but it's not anymore so um, so I got out and that means I I left it still in love with it and uh, and I'll always love it so um, when I come back it's just wonderful to see
0: um I binged over the last two days. The first season awoke and it was fantastic. I loved it. I don't know what took me so long. I'll blame the pandemic. Um, but how real is Keefe, the character, to what Lamorne brings to Keefe?
2: Well, I would say Lamorne is closer to my character than the Keefe in the show. Like, Lamorne, we've had very similar trajectories and similar attitudes, I think, um, and just demeanors with things. I think this character in the show we made a bit more naive because we wanted to take him in the audience on a journey. So when I had my profiling incident with the cop, which is depicted in the pilot, I... Yes. Um, I was already doing cartoons about police brutality and uh, police profiling. So it was more like, oh, wow, this is happening to me right now. Like, And I, I think the thing that really sort of stood out the most about that incident that we got into the show, which was when my white roommate came and was screaming and in the cops' faces, and they were treating him totally Totally different than how I was treated And that was like, whoa Like, he is you, If he had been brown or black He would have been tased Or beaten or something So, that was I'm glad we got it in there
0: And I love that Blake's in this show
2: Blake's amazing You needed that
0: Bay Area perspective in there
2: Yeah, Blake's <laughs> Blake's amazing in the sense that Gunther, the character Was yes. the hardest one to cast and we would have people come in who could play the sort of stoner thing well, but they sort of came off as creepy. And so, um, so Gunther, I mean Blake, <laughs> basically <laughs> has a humanity to him that is like there's something going on that just just it works, and he just everybody loves him. And and when we found out he was interested. Someone's. And my producer was like, "Oh, you know, we hear Blake Anderson is interested," and we were like, "Oh, wow, that's amazing! We'll never get him." And we just kept on looking and looking, and he, and my producer was like, "I think we're, I think he's he's really interested," and I was like, "That's great! We'll never get him." I keep on looking <laughs> and and and, but it just all came together, and it's the same thing with with. Um, Lamorne and 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 Sashir the the big surprise was T-Murph who plays Clovis hilarious because Clovis in the comics is a much bigger person Mm. and so we had an idea of someone like a a, you know uh, someone bigger like a who's Craig um Robinson, yeah, Craig Robinson, yeah. like a bigger guy, and but T Murph just came in and killed it. He was, his personality is so big and just he was so funny. So
0: yeah, um, and yeah, his character
2: is hilarious. Yeah.
0: Um, last question for you: How important is it to have artwork up on the set walls of local SF artists, specifically in season one? I noticed a lot of is it Siren Norris or Syron yeah. Norris? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, no,
2: it's. I mean. I wanted to, in any way, shape, or form, give opportunities to artists, local artists, to other cartoonists, um, to other musicians. You know, it was great to sort of connect and, and, and get some music. Even my band, Marshall Profits, we got Marshall Prophets into the show. Um, I, I'm going to do all I can to you know uh, lift all the talented people that I can in any way shape or form so um, it was super important for me to do that and just it was a way to make Vancouver feel like San Francisco so (laughs) that was important
0: well it does and um, I, I really love this show and I'm excited for season two so Keith Knight thank you so much for being on Bitch Talk
2: thank you it's a pleasure
0: So uh, thank you so much. Uh, We're talking with Sashir Zameda and Lamorne Morris. Idris,
1: <laughs> Idris Elba.
0: <laughs> also known as Idris Elba. <laughs>
1: thank you for saying so. I respect you for that.
0: <laughs> um, from the show Woke. We're talking about Woke season two. I'm very excited about. Um, but I want to talk to Sashir first. I want to know how the how has the foundation of comedy and improv helped your acting career? Oh, improv has helped a lot. Um, I love being
3: able to write on my feet, and I feel like the spaces that I've worked in have encouraged that, and I love being in environments where we get to collaborate and create together. And also, I just like putting my own spin on things. So yeah, improv has been a huge uh, boost to the things that I do because not everyone can do it. So when I
0: bring it to the table, people get very excited. It shows up in your work, Um, Lamorne. How much is the character of Keith like you, and how?
1: Um, A lot, Uh, in in a number of ways. I mean, I think I think we sound alike at moments. I know when I get angry, I sound a lot like Keith. You saw the way he barged in the room just now. (laughs) That's how I open every door out of anger. Um, We have very very similar tastes in music, Um, and um, much like Keith, you know. my political walk was similar to his where I kind of just wanted to um, uh, be left alone. <laughs> just like, I just wanted to draw or for me, my medium was acting, I guess I just wanted to do that. And he just kind of wanted to draw and then some certain things happen to you. And, and then you find yourself becoming more aware of things that are around you in the, in the world surrounding you. And, and then you become, I guess a little bit more engaged, but that that's what drew me to this role. Um, was the fact that we had a very similar walk
0: um, Sajir, so I want to know, um, I'm excited that your character kind of, are you going to answer for her? <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Nobody needs to know. It's just audio. <laughs> I was excited to see the arc of your character through season one um, and that there's more of you in each episode. There's just more, more, more. Um, I want to know more about Ayana in season two. And um, is there more uh, Clovis in your life? Like, are you two going to be besties? Can you even talk about that? Yeah,
3: well, there's more of an arc for Ayana in the se- second season entire and I kind of get closer to all the guys I actually end up moving in with the guys and uh, I love seeing this journey because in the first season Ayana comes off as very uh, sure of herself she's kind of the guiding light but in the second season we see her needing support and I love that she's able to use the guys for that begrudgingly but it does (laughs) happen (laughs) And, uh, and you get to see more of the dynamic between her
0: and all the characters which I love oh I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, to both of you, I wanted to ask, and I can start with Lamorne first. How has it been? <laughs> how has it been having a show premiere during a pandemic? How has it changed the way that you talk about it, or how has it been just trying to promote it?
1: Um, it was weird initially. Um, you know, usually when a show would come out, there's there are all these live events you're going to different parties where you you get the fanfare of it all because when you're filming you don't get a chance to do any of that it's all business and so when you're done you kind of get a chance to to talk about it and you know celebrate you your castmates your colleagues who who've done a you know hopefully a great job uh, on a project but when it comes out during the pandemic you're isolated and so You're sitting at home just hoping people are laughing, checking reviews online, you know, asking about numbers. You're just, it's weird. Usually when you're out and about, you get to see it, you know. You get to go to these events, the upfronts, things like that. This wouldn't have happened um, last year. And uh, so now it's extra exciting. Uh, I'm happy to just go anywhere and talk about the show. And I think Sashira, she'll have the same answer. So next question.
3: Okay. (laughs) Yes. Pretty much the same answer. Uh, But it is nice that the world is opening up a bit and we can do more in-person press and and have it watch. I've never watched anyone watch the show before. So this is really exciting to see people like actually enjoy it in front of me. And yeah,
0: that's fine. (laughs) I'm going to ask my final question so I can get you guys out there. Um, So woke to me is timely as fuck. Like it came out 2020. um, Little did we know what that was going to look like. So I just want to know, how has this show um, kind of informed conversations you're having about race and visibility in front and behind the camera?
3: I mean, I feel like it was very timely when the show came out because we were in a moment of protest, Black Lives Matter, George Floyd, and people were ready to have these conversations. And now I feel like the second season is still timely because we're seeing the runoff of that and a lot of different versions of activism and representation and how some of it can be uh, grassroots and some of it can be trendy or sponsored. And we kind of show all of that in this show and uh, I think I like that this show doesn't tell you what's right or wrong it's just like this is what's happening and it's up to the audience to figure out what feels right for them and yeah and then I feel like I'm just glad to be a part of a show that um, does talk about this stuff and isn't afraid to get into these like maybe uncomfortable areas because that is real life and if we don't talk about it it just feels like we're ignoring it and
1: yeah. Ditto. Um, uh, I I just, I like to say that this show is a mirror, you know, it's just a, it, everything that, it just reflects what's going on in our society. So no matter, you know, we can go 10 seasons. It all stems from somewhere and it's about, like she said, it's about the runoff of it all and there are different avenues and different tunnels. I mean, we were talking about they're developing a spinoff for her character right now. And so
0: <laughs> please tell me more.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, I just uh I can't say anymore, okay. but I know it's going to be fantastic. Um so yeah, we'll just look for the look for the spin-off starring Sashir Zemeda. Or I li- directed by oh. Le- Lamorne Elba. Oh. <laughs> um, so that was that's a little something out there for the fans. Thank so we, you. Can't, we can't expand on that. Yeah. I like
0: that you said it's a mirror. It reminds me of whatever episode that was Black Noir, where the guy mm. comes up with the mirror to the audience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's a nice little callback there, yeah. whether you knew it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been speaking with Lamorne Morris and Sashir Zameda from mm-hmm. the show Woke, um, and really looking forward to season two. So thanks so much for being on Bitch Talk.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. If you like what
0: you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is created, hosted,
1: and executive produced by Aaron Lim.
0: My co host is Angela Tabora, aka Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions.